0: Hi, everyone.
1: Hey, so today's episode is actually from a listener recommendation. Someone said, hey, you should do a Wizard of Oz deep dive because yeah. it's all about the arts. Um, Wizard of Oz is such a staple of the film industry, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like the the standard of storytelling. And uh, we thought it'd be a cool, fun idea to do something yeah. a little different.
0: When we when um, we read it, we got excited about the concept. Um, but going into deep dives on su- different subjects, um, we... we started discussing and we were like, we need to give them a heads up. Uh, this episode does contain um, not super, super graphic details, but enough that might be triggering to anybody who has been a victim of either sexual assault. Uh, there's some graphic descriptions of injuries sustained by actors during filming process. Again, we don't go super, super deep into it, but it's enough that we won't respect anybody that might have a trigger for it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, we just yeah, want just... to just take a second and be like, Hey, let, let you know this might happen.
1: Yeah, if you're sensitive to um, references to abuse, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, uh, mm-hmm. verbal, or uh, if you're sensitive to um, injury, things about, mm-hmm. things about injuries, graphic details, um, yep. just proceed with caution. We don't spend a lot of time on any no, of those things. We do not. But there are just mentions of it, so just be aware and proceed with caution.
0: Yes. We love you all. Enjoy.
1: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Artist Blend.
0: Today, we're talking about The Wizard of Oz and how we should repaint the yellow brick road. <laughs> so grab your mug and let's get talking.
1: I like that repainting the yellow brick road. It needs a brush up coat it needs, a br- needs a brush up coat but yeah and healthy things but we'll get into that so So many places and and media companies have done wizard of oz deep dives Mm -hmm. but we tried to dig a little bit further into a couple different things and different aspects uh so we'll tell the stories that everybody knows uh probably if you are into the wizard of oz lore Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll also touch on some things hopefully that you don't know so you'll get a good mix and for those of you that don't know much about the wizard of oz story buckle in yes there's many dive, hole, dive holes? No. <laughs> there's many dive holes? no
0: there's many holes. there's many you know what i'm saying anyways there's rabbit many, holes uh, rabbit holes thank you there's many, <laughs> many rabbit holes that you can go down yes um so be, you've been warned but it's you've been it's warned been warned <laughs> bean bean get it um but just before we get into this to touch briefly um we have our carfer coffee and tea company um uh, the link as everyone knows, who's been listening is, um, are 10% off for any coffee that they, um, ship they roast themselves and it's the artist blend uh to get 10 percent off and who doesn't love coffee um the other thing that we have yeah get coffee but speaking of getting coffee if you head over to our link tree we have a link now that can buy us a cup of coffee um which in retrospect buys us beans to try different coffees so it's the same thing i mean a cup's a cup let's put it that way yeah it's a cool
1: (laughs) it's a cool platform called buy me a coffee it's kind of like patreon but it's, mm-hmm. it's a one time thing. So you can support uh, different creators on there. Um, and we thought, buy me a coffee. That's literally perfect because our podcast yeah, has like, a whole aspect is, that's about coffee.
0: Yeah, this is what we are. So here we yeah, are. Yes, so that's a cool way um, to
1: support us. Um, exactly. It's, just co- it's literally less than the cost of Starbucks coffee. So, exactly. And um, again, if you feel if so inclined.
0: Awesome. yeah if you feel inclined great but if you can't leave us a review we just want to hear yeah. from you. say hi That'd be awesome. no matter no matter where you're listening just leave us a message say hi we like it when you say hi so yeah um on today's episode we have a very interesting blend it's from a uh, brewing company called black breast coffee and they're uh, here in uh tennessee local area around nashville um i found their beans through a local grocery store who has an entire section of local roaster and local um brewers which is really really cool and uh the blend what's the blend that we have easton i I sent you the bag it's it's
1: actually not a blend it's a single origin all of their i think (gasps) as of now all of their coffees are single origin this is um from shakiso guji ethiopia Mm, Um, yes so it's called the ethiopia guji coffee um i think it's as of right now it's not even on the website so either they're out of it or it will be on there soon but one of the two um (laughs) yeah this is from ethiopia it's well, we'll talk about what it is later, but yeah, we'll um, talk about it's it. cool because this is a super small company. There is a black mm-hmm. press in New York City. This is not the oh, really? New York one. This is the one in Mill Tennessee. Nice. Um, they have three locations, and they roast it uh, in a town that I grew up in um, and around. There's like a little three. Uh, there's like a tri city area that I mm. grew up in, and um, I remember going to one of their first shops uh, a couple years ago. I went, and it had great coffee. Um, but they're all about. Uh, they have a really cool mission. Um, so go check out Black Press, and yeah. we'll give you some more info on that at the end.
0: But at the end, so stick yeah. around for that. So yeah. all right, let's head into it, Ethan. You wanted to touch base on a couple of things in the beginning uh, that I didn't even know about when it comes to uh, Wizard of Oz, and that's uh, yeah. something to do with the Jitterbug. Which, if anybody's familiar with the stage adaptation, you know that there's something about the Jitterbug. But yes. Go into that. Let's let's hear yes. it. Yes. Shall we?
1: So. The first thing I wanted, I figured we could start off a little lighter um, hmm. with the jitterbug and then some tech elements of the, the film. But yep. the jitterbug musical number was originally in the film. Hmm. Um, it's something kind of that, it. uh, it's one of the songs in the licensed version that you can perform locally, but it is not in the film. But there there is like one lost footage clip of them rehearsing it. Interesting. Um, i i wasn't able to find it it's it it exists somewhere i think it's like at the private collection of somebody you can go down that rabbit um, hole somewhere else (laughs) yeah you go down that rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) um but the thing is the jitterbug so it was basically a a plot point to get a musical number in there Mm. um the wicked witch sent uh this little insect to get them dancing so they would Mm. forget about their mission and basically just become exhausted and die uh so but they, they cut that musical number. But the the Jitterbug is still referenced in the dialogue. Uh, there's hmm. a scene where she says, "Do you?" Uh, she says, "Do what you like with the others, but I want her alive and unharmed. They'll give you no trouble. I promise you that. I've sent a little insect on ahead to take the fight out of them." Hmm. So she references this <laughs> little insect, and <laughs> this is a, a quote from Playbill, an article um, that they did on The Wizard of Oz. Playbill mm-hmm. says, "Quote." The studio hoped audiences wouldn't notice the line cue and subsequent missing number, and for the most mm. part, they never have. The official Hollywood f- footage of the Jitterbug has never been found, though the soundtrack recording does exist. The only footage of this four-minute dance number known to exist is from composer Harold Arlen's home videos from the set of The Wizard of Oz, which has wow. a view from off to the side. End quote. Interesting. So that's the Jitterbug, which is cool. Yeah. The other the light thing before we jump into the depths of sadness uh, <sighs> yes. is uh, some cool tech elements. Mm-hmm. So, for our techies out there, um, they created the tornado, uh, the big old cyclone at the beginning of the film, with chicken wire and muslin. So, they wrapped muslin oh. around a big old thing of chicken wire and they rigged it overhead so it was hanging from the top. <laughs> and. The bottom of the cyclone was attached to a cart on wheels that was under the soundstage and driven, or like the bottom end of the soundstage, and driven around by two stagehands. And (laughs) so the top was on wires, connected up top. The bottom was attached to a little cart, and it was just chicken wire and muslin. And so they just like moved the cart around, and that's how (laughs) they moved the tornado. It was just two guys on wheels. (laughs) Which and I thought was hilarious.
0: It's, it's so simple, but it worked so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And
1: um, the another thing they they use for the cyclone um, was so Dorothy's bedroom. There's that scene where she's like, kind of like In um, and out, being yeah. tossed around the room. Mm-hmm. Well, she actually was. She was not having to act because the entire room was built on a tilting cart mechanism, and so mm. she was literally being tossed around. Because the entire room, the cube, was sitting on a tilt. And so they would move it all around. And so she was literally being thrown around the room. (laughs) Which is crazy and unsafe, but also really inventive and cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, by the way, you're
0: about to be rocked. Action!
1: (laughs) Yeah, glad her ankles are okay. Well, maybe they are. Who who knows? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: That's crazy. The fact that they didn't tell anybody, they were just like, okay, we're going to do this. Um, And I know of a couple of directors that still do that um that i've never seen the yeah, film but surprised. i know that like in alien franchise for example the very first time they shot if anybody's seen this movie they know but if you haven't i haven't either it's a spoiler there is a man he's laying on a table and he has been infected by the alien and it bursts out of his chest and explode well they told none of the actors that that was going to happen because he wanted a genuine reaction Ugh. and it's like that's a ri- that's risky because yeah. somebody could have like trauma after that for sure be like i Ugh. saw a man's chest burst open no thank you yeah um but yeah and so we'll go into some other things uh on set the heat was excruciating um because of it being in technicolor they were trying to film for the first time so they h- cranked the lights up all the way to be able to get the vibrant colors but I could imagine just I'm under stage lights nowadays and they're 30, 40 feet away and it's hot. Yeah. And this is modern times, not almost a hundred years ago now from when wizard of Oz came about. So the fact that they were as close as this ring light is to my face, sometimes when it came to lights and being that intense of a heat, I could and then within, uh, we'll get into this in a couple of a little bit, but like the 10 Man being in, the aluminum costume that he was was excruciating The dust on his face could barely breathe. And being in that hot environment, I just really wouldn't be there. And just like the, uh, lion costume, uh, same situation. I mean, yeah, I know actors nowadays who are in full fur or, uh, any kind of, uh, costume. And it's just excruciating. Yeah. And we have better practices now to be like, okay, they don't need to be in there more than like 10 minutes or whatever, but s- still, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous to think yeah. about that much. I read from
1: a couple of places that um, it was described as, quote, brutally hot, end mm. quote, mm. and people regularly fainted and were carried off set. And eventually, uh, if it got to be too bad, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it was too bad to begin <laughs> with, is but too if bad, it got to anyways, be yeah. completely unbearable, the stage doors would be open, and then the cast would rush to the doors to cool off because um, oh already they were burning up in those suits yeah. and then put them in a giant hot room where people were fainting regular like it was a regular Hello. thing people yeah. fainted all the time and they would just oh carry gosh. them off set oh another one another yeah. one bites the dust get them <laughs> uh, off set
0: uh, oh my gosh but That's anyways crazy. so talk more it,
1: about the tin man i know you did so, a little dive into that stuff a,
0: a miniature dive that i did was the tin man was played by uh buddy epson at the beginning uh, he was originally cast and then the aluminum dust in the makeup that they were using was so toxic it, uh, n- it that it quote nearly choked him to death end quote so he was replaced by Jack H- Haley yeah Haley I believe is how you say it um, but it's interesting because it's, it's not that they replaced him and changed anything they basically just got somebody else who could endear it I guess because i mean you went into a little bit of a deep dive as far as like uh, aluminum poisoning and whatnot but the the suit was full aluminum it was heavy it was hot having that kind of dust and we'll go into later a lot of these things connect in uh, Mm -hmm. the sense of how they were treated or the practices of application when it came to makeup or different things but the other thing that i found interesting was that um this has to do with the now and then versus uh what it is but like SAG-AFTRA the union that uh, protects actors if an actor is replaced they have to be told why and they have to be compensated for being replaced and back in Oz days it was okay we'll find somebody else thank you bye it's like you Mm -hmm. almost killed somebody he had problems breathing the rest of his life because of this one incident and again Big old rabbit hole that I crawled myself out of, but it's just—I <laughs> barely peeked in. Let's put it that way. But what did you yeah. have on the aluminum poisoning? Because this—that yeah. knowing what I know, it's interesting to know what you found. So
1: I started looking at this um, and kind of went down the 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 aluminum road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the aluminum, because, not the
0: aluminum naughty. Yeah, the
1: aluminum <laughs> aluminum uh, Aluminum So they initially used dust, pure aluminum dust and they thought it wouldn't have any repercussions on his health mm. because it was a treatment at the time for something else um which i'll go into and so mm. originally with epson they did the dust and then mm. when it went to jack haley they started using aluminum paste because they're like well maybe if it's not in the air it'll be better if it'd it's be like better paste yeah um, still seeping <laughs> yes yeah, still seeping and also uh i i found a quote that um Mervin Leroy who was one of the uncredit he was an uncredited director mm-hmm. said that Leroy he 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 admitted he kept calling the hospital and said he can't be in bed he's due on set and so eventually after days of Epson being in the hospital they fired him like you like you said um and even Haley because of the paste had a severe infection in his right eye and caused yep. almost permanent damage um also one other thing about Epson is he I don't know if you found this, but he said, um, he was talking about how difficult it was to breathe. And he said, one night after dinner, I took a breath and nothing happened. No air I didn't, I didn't came find into that. his That's lungs. He, like, he said, I took a breath and nothing happened. How frightening terrifying. must that have been? Yeah, and he was in the hospital for 2 weeks. Oh my gosh. Oh anyway, my gosh. so that's how it started. I was like, what, they <laughs> were they thought it would be normal because it was pure aluminum.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's what it was. It was because it was pure aluminum, which was a treatment yep. for something else, they thought it would be fine. So, apparently in the, in this time it was common to expose um, miners, not children, well, maybe yeah. children, maybe but like children. coal miners to pure aluminum dust because they thought that it would help prevent them from developing silicosis, which was a, l- a form of lung disease which mm. is a form of lung disease associated mm. with mining. Um, so that was a treatment at the time. And then I started looking into that and I was like, what the heck? And I found this study um, called Long-Term Effects of Aluminum Dust Inhalation. It was a study done by Susan Peters, Alison Reed, Lynn Fritchie, Nicholas de mm-hmm. Clerk, and A.W. Bill Musk. Uh, nice. It was conducted between 1961 through 2009. And so here's the objective of the study. Yeah. During the 1950s and 1960s, Aluminum dust inhalation was used as a potential prophylaxis against silicosis in underground miners, including in Australia. We investigated the association between aluminum dust inhalation and cardiovascular, cerebrovascular, and Alzheimer's diseases in a cohort of Australian male underground gold miners. We additionally looked at pneumoconiosis, mortality, Mm. to estimate the effect of the (laughs) aluminum therapy. So essentially, they just looked at the people who were treated for aluminum and saw how it related to other things later in life.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: um, no protective effect against silicosis was at all found from inhaling aluminum dust. And in fact, it may possibly increase the risk of cardiovascular disease and dementia of the Alzheimer's Mm. type. So not only did it do nothing to prevent what they thought it did, but it actually made it worse for worse. you in the long term, risking cardiovascular health and Alzheimer's. Just <sighs> crazy. Yeah. All of that. All of Ta-da. that was part of my deep dive. So <laughs> anyway, aluminum it's... health crazy. Don't breathe it. Yes.
0: In. Don't do it. <laughs> don't breathe this. As that used to be. Okay, don't do it. it on YouTube. Um. <laughs> but also like um. Uh, just his effects that's insane that he was like i took a breath and nothing happened oh it's because so scary it's terrifying and also this leads into my next the next point about scarecrow and lion for example mm-hmm. i know the lion had difficult uh the actor playing lion uh can't think of his name off the top of my head i've had a lot of names come across my eyes so <laughs> forget yeah. me. um but uh there was real lion skin and mane that he mm-hmm. was wearing it weighed over 90 pounds so imagine lugging that around but also having to breathe through all that kind of makeup and all the, that heat element on top of the lights being super hot and having to yeah. rush to a door the scarecrow um his face was made of rubber it wasn't like silicone it wasn't light it wasn't breathable like we have nowadays uh, in prosthetics and whatnot um and it's just absurd to think about the mistreatment on on those kind of things i mean yes it looks real but that goes into another thing about how nobody had any image of what these characters might have looked like. Mm-hmm. So trying to make it super real and super right the first time, it's like I think they—they <laughs> they, they, I didn't—I don't think they went too far. And yeah. it's like you didn't have to. Nobody, nobody's looking that like, That's not yeah. a real Tin
1: Man. That's plastic. No, not yeah. No. <laughs> I don't
0: know why I went into the '30s, but
1: <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. It's insane, and
1: but they get credit uh, for it looking as amazing as it did because it was do. gorgeous, it, it, and it, it was. is. Yeah, but it was just the methods that were so new, <sighs> and yeah, yeah. Boy. I they, I, they I was, like was looking at that too, and there's a a makeup artist named Charlie Schramm mm-hmm. who um who said on the record that uh Burt Lair, who's uh, Lar Burt Lar uh, who played yeah. the lion, he said he went through hell, mm-hmm. is what he was quoted as saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was literally dripping with sweat um whether or not he was on set with all the really bright lights and with all the prosthetics he couldn't eat anything unless it was through a straw
0: yep um a lot of actors had to go gosh. through that and we'll go into yeah. that in a second but like yeah i couldn't imagine like everyone okay everyone's going on a liquid diet uh, excuse me yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and it was um descri- i'm not sure who described it like this but and we're putting all of our sources in the show notes but yes. um he said that uh somebody described it as carrying around a mattress. So like, just imagine like if you're, if you're moving rooms and you carry your mattress with you, it is like carrying a mattress Mm -hmm. wearing that suit. That's insane. The added weight. Oh my gosh.
0: No, thank you. I didn't like backpacks in school. Like I'm not going to carry around a mattress. Like, yeah. 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 Um, And so,
1: so talking more about, um, like actors going through all of that stuff and some of them mm -hmm. getting fired and hired and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That kind of got me on uh, another mini rabbit hole, which is actors being on loan, Um, because it was described as uh, Jack Haley, who was the replacement for Mm -hmm. Tin Man, um, wasn't uh, on contract with MGM. He was on contract with uh, 20th Century Fox, and they put him on loan to MGM. And I was like, what do you mean on loan? (laughs) So I found out they were, they were actors at the time. They had to sign contracts with studios specifically for like, it could be four to seven years. Usually um, is the length of your contract and the studio owned you. They chose what projects you went into. um, But at the same time, you could also be loaned out to other studios Um, Elizabeth Taylor did a lot of these loans to do more complex work like Giant, A Place in the Sun, and Suddenly Mm -hmm. Last Summer. Those Mm -hmm. were all loans for her. Um, Really? Yeah. And one thing is that you couldn't say no. Uh, Bette Davis was actually suspended from Warner Bros. uh, for saying no to a few roles. She said, I mean, saying no once is is a thing, but she said it a few times, so they suspended her and she didn't get work for a while. My gosh. Um. So here's a couple random bullet bullet yeah. points that I found in my deep dive. Uh, when Louis B. Mayer, co-founder of MGM, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, he's a mayor, um, mm. he wanted to, uh, wanted to break his contract with an actor of theirs, John Gilbert. Mm. He planted rumors about the star and reportedly intentionally put him in bad movies. And as a result, Gilbert's career tanked. Boom, there's a reason to fire him. So he set him up to where he's like, I don't want to work with you anymore. Set him up. Failed him, and then kicked him out. Ah, they owned these actors. Well, yeah. uh, and also names were often picked by the studio. Marilyn Monroe, Norma Jean did not pick that name from what I understand. It, that was yeah. a name that was picked by the studio. She totally took that on and made that persona of Marilyn herself, yeah. which is a whole yeah. other thing we could do. Um, but <laughs> Rita Hayworth, Judy Garland, these were all names created by the studio. Yep. Um, your looks were often changed. Your Your mm-hmm. hair was often dyed. Even plastic surgery has been rumored... Um, really and not just like oh here's a facelift but like they, they would don't. change the shape of your face to be more um attractive quote, yeah. quote attractive to the masses
0: um another kind of thing
1: oh, yeah, go, go ahead.
0: ahead no i was gonna say i remember coming across an article and this again mass knowledge if you're super into the deep dive of wizard of oz you know this but like uh, judy garland's diet during the filming of wizard of oz for example was black coffee chicken soup and 80 cigarettes a day Mm. Mm-hmm. that's it and and all yes. the pep pills that her mom had her on just so she could always be happy on on set it's just ridiculous the yeah. fact that that's what they had to go through
1: and for years after that she was on yeah. so many pills pro- mm-hmm. probably not of her own volition until no. she was addicted based off of what they continued to give her but exactly. weight maintenance was another part of their contract they had mm-hmm. a certain weight they had to maintain
0: mm-hmm. um daily and... they, they were measured daily too that's yeah. ridiculous yeah part. they
1: would go into the studio and get measured mm-hmm. and um once their contracts were signed, they often were sent to acting classes and vocal classes. Not necessarily yeah. singing, but, like, vocal no, just vocal, qualities. vocalization, um, yep. And that's actually a, a trap that is carried on nowadays. Like, kids go to these open calls of, like, be a Disney star. And then they get, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll sign you with us and you can do it actually. But first, you do have to take some acting classes. Mm. And, like, I went to one of those when I was a kid. Yeah. And they were like, here, take this $700 acting class for a month. And then we'll talk about signing you. And so that's sort of something that has kind of carried over now into being a scam. But that's what these studios would do. They would hire people based off of looks. And if they had the right look, then they would put them through these acting classes. And a lot of times they would be on set, then go to acting Mm. class, then have lunch, then go back to set. Um, That's crazy. That was the whole thing. Last bullet point on this. Yes, uh, do it. Catherine Hebern, uh, she refused to play the starlet thing when she wasn't on screen she refused mm-hmm. to wear makeup sometimes she wore pants which was frowned upon yeah. one day costuming stole her pants so she walked around in her underwear she was like you knew, you're not going to give me my clothes i'm going to walk around in my underwear i'm wearing yeah. my pants they're my yes. pants you can't make me wear a dress oh my um, gosh. and similarly like no messy divorces were allowed yeah. men weren't allowed to womanize which is i mean a good thing yeah, um, nothing illegal all of this had an impact on their careers Hmm. Um, a lot a lot of times arranged love lives. Um, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland were put together a lot publicly yep. while Babes yep. in Arms was being advertised. Mm-hmm. And also Rock Hudson and Phyllis Gates were in an arranged marriage. Later, the public found out that Rock Hudson was diagnosed with AIDS. And that's when he, people found out he was gay. Yeah. And a lot of LGBTQ plus members of studio contracts were forced into heterosexual marriages, which is a whole other sidebar. So studios literally owned these actors. So that t- tells you like what, what it was like being a member of cast. It was not like, yeah. Oh, I'm a member of cast of this thing. I have all these privileges. No, no, you, you were scum. You were, yep. you were scum. Actors, pun scum. Yeah. It was crazy. Um,
0: it's insane to think. Well, like, and the worst part is like growing up. I, I didn't, Idolize Wizard of Oz, but I uh, appreciated what it was as a film. And now being older, learning all these things, I'm like, mm. I kind of don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, to go into another thing uh, was The Wicked Witch, for example, um, and a lot of things that went into uh, things that went wrong, I should say, with The Wicked Witch. For example, uh, Margaret Hamilton, who uh, played The Wicked Witch. Um, she suffered severe burns on her face and hand after a stunt went wrong um, that it looked uh, it looked, quote, as though someone had taken the top of her hand and peeled it like an orange, end quote. Ugh. And uh, if you can't if you've seen the film, you know what I'm about to talk about. But it's the scene where she first appears in um, Munchkin Land where it's big old fireball. And that that was real. Like mm-hmm. nowadays we'd be like, oh, that's CGI not back then they didn't they didn't have that so it was real fire she suffered that many um she also was quoted to say that we ran to the first aid station i had a second degree burn on my face and a third degree burn on my hand and then Mm. she had i mean she had that for the rest of her life to think about it was one a one-time shot all right now we got it keep moving on yeah um but then also the paint that they used to make the Wicked Witch, with, with highly, the green that they affected, was highly toxic. And it was so much so that she had to be put on a liquid diet, like we were talking about, to avoid accidentally, quote, getting the paint in her mouth, end quote. Yeah. Like, what? Ugh. Like, we hear about, yes, we hear about S.T.A.R.S. or S.T.A.R.S. diets are pushed nowadays to be like, I, I mm-hmm. use this diet to look like this for this film. Yeah. Uh, but back then it was like you do this or you'll die type thing yeah and about that makeup
1: too i found out after that burn Mm -hmm. um which the first take was perfect i found that out the first take was great and it wasn't until like second third fourth that things started to mess up and Mm -hmm. anyway but that that green makeup it was burned in the same place that her skin and so they had to pour alcohol on her to clean it out before Mm -hmm. they could address the wounds And it was reported that during the entire thing, Margaret Hamilton did not scream. And I can't help but wonder, like, was she afraid of losing her job? Probably. Was she just in that much pain and the adrenaline was so high she didn't feel it? Yeah. She didn't scream. As they were, graphic, they were pouring alcohol on her burned skin to remove Mm -hmm. the copper oxide makeup Mm -hmm. before they could actually... Dress the wounds. Oh it's just insane to me. And then she had to wear a glove on that right hand for the rest of shooting, because her nerves were still exposed, because not enough skin had grown back.
0: It's like we could have been gloves from the beginning, but whatever. So, whatever. <laughs> uh, not not um, whatever, but it's a, and to yeah. the other point. Um, I'm just remembering this in, in scrolling through my notes for the show. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the messed up part, and not a lot of people either will know this. I didn't. Um, the horses. In when they are actually in Oz and the horse changes color from shot to shot, they did that not by CGI, they did it by using jello powder, which was safer for the horse's health. Mm. H- hold, hold the phone. So, in ni- it was 1938, right? Like, ni- 38, 39. 39 yeah. I think
1: it came out in 39, it's so probably okay. filming 37. Cool, 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 cool.
0: Eight. So, that year, they were more concerned about the horse's health then they were the actors and that's that's one that it's wonderful to think about the the animal's health like absolutely we need that yes there's a whole (laughs) pita um yeah but what yeah (laughs) and the interesting thing was they kept having to reapply the powder because the horse was licking it off itself i guess it tasted good i don't know (laughs) but it's it's like what you yeah okay
1: that's fine
0: whatever and then
1: yes and in the same vein of them not caring another wicked witch thing happened so so she had margaret had just gotten back on set and mm. it was time to do the skywriting scene where the smoke comes out of the broom and she's like 10 15 feet in the air yep. and they prepped a fireproof costume and she said no i'm not doing this mm. and so eventually she decided she would i don't know if it was decided uh it says she agreed but like i don't know if that's if it was full agreement or force but mm. she wound up being, sitting on the broom that didn't have the pipe work on it yeah and so she could do the close-up shots and her stunt performer, uh, Betty Danko, yep, did all of the Danko. wide shots where she was mm-hmm. in the air. And just like the other effect, the first time it went perfectly. Perfect. Uh, and the first two takes, her cape was pinned to conceal the pipe. But mm-hmm. the director um, Fleming was like, "No, I don't like this. I want the cape to blow in the wind." So they had to remount the pipe and put it back on. Mm-hmm. And to hide it, it was directly underneath the seat. This pipe that was yep. producing producing smoke. Yeah. And so, again, the first two times it worked. The third time, the pipe exploded. Betty was thrown off of the, the broomstick, but she managed to grab it. So there she's, she's hanging 15 feet in the air, yeah. hanging on by her hand, mm-hmm. and she threw one leg over it. She somehow managed to do that. So she's hanging on by two hands and one leg. I guess, like, beneath her knee, she caught yeah. it or something. And then they lowered her down. And her left leg was bruised, from her thigh to her knee, it was an inch deep wound that circled her leg. And this is more graphic warning, but there was yeah. there was pieces of fireproof costume found f- filling her wound. Her wound, mm. inch deep wound, had all sorts of fabric in it. Mm. Um, and then this is a rumor, and there's lots of rumors about this thing, but yeah. there's a rumor that uh costumer ran up first thing and said what'd you do with the hat i have to return that you know excuse me Uh, yeah and so later on she said uh, she was hospitalized for 11 days and had lifelong scars and she said quote i felt as though my scalp was coming off close quote um and yeah and she found out while she was in the hospital she found out that the two uh two of the actors who were playing the winged monkeys also had just been patients at that same hospital because Wire suspending them had broken down. And there's a Wizard of Oz historian who who said they couldn't protect the actors. Um and there's a whole thing there's a whole playbill thing that you can read about it. Yeah. Um uh a couple Oy. last few things. Tell us about the snow. So
0: <laughs> for anybody who knows both this movie and the movie White Christmas, um snow was asbestos back then. So when you watch the scene where they're in the poppies field and it's landing on their skin and in their mouths and on their eyes and it's asbestos. Pure asbestos. Uh, In White Christmas when they open the big barn scene and all the white magical... It's asbestos. It's poison. Stop it. And yes, back then they didn't know it was poison, but it's still the fact that you were exposed to that. And... It's insane. Um, you yeah. mentioned the the Munchkins, um, and I wanted to touch back. Uh, they were paid fifty dollars a week back then, which I think you said the equivalent nowadays is like a thousand. About a thousand. About about a thousand dollars a week, which in the yeah. film industry is not that much. Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are like. Generally, good. it's
1: great, but with those conditions. Mm, yeah,
0: no, 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 no. Ooh. And to make it worse, Toto, the terrier, paying Toto. Was paid $125 per week, making the annual salary of a dog $120,000 a year. Oh like if my gosh! When you do gosh. the math, that's insane. The dog and got that more that poor than dog the Butchkins. Also,
1: yes. also he got stepped on at one point. There was one of the Wicked Witch's soldiers who accidentally jumped on top of Toto, according to the trainer Carl Spitz, and the dog, uh, who was a female Karn Terrier named Terry, Terry sprained its foot. No. Terry sprained his little foot. Justice and so Terry. Spitz had to get a canine double, but Terry did recover and returned okay, to good, the set good, a few weeks good, later. Good, but good. there's a few takes that are not the original Toto, Terry. That's so thanks ridiculous. a lot, Random thanks. Soldier.
0: <laughs> thanks, Random Soldier. You didn't yeah. do your job. Yeah. Uh, and, um... So you have a couple of things also on, like, the flying monkeys and uh, something called the lion slap you mentioned.
1: Oh, yes. That was about all I had to say about the monkeys. To go to the, my final story, this one's, this one's rough. It's, it's mm. emotional abuse. Um, yeah. And it so kind for, of shows, shows how curious. awful it was. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, so there's the scene where Dorothy um, slaps the lion to, mm. like, wait, snap out of it. And so she yeah. snacks him. Um, and in this uh, scene, Judy just kept laughing. Because, you know, it's it's a silly thing to look at this lion thing and this lion is acting crazy and then slaps him and then gets serious. Like that's yeah. funny. Um and also, uh, she was pretty young and uh so she just kinda couldn't stop giggling. It was one of those things. And then eventually, like, after take ten, she is now in this laughing frenzy. She is hysterical. And I yeah. couldn't help but think, like, I wonder why. She's under, like, 14-hour days. She's had so much pills and caffeine and other chemicals stuffed in her body. She's under the heat. She hasn't slept. All this awful stuff going on in her body. No wonder she's in a hysterical laughing frenzy fit. Yeah. And then once she just got in this frenzy, the director grabbed her and slapped her. And then he said, go back. And so she went back. She performed perfectly. She did Hmm. not laugh one bit, didn't crack a smile. And that's the take that's in the film, <sighs> and I just, it just shows like, to put a button on the the idea of these yeah. were, they were owned by these yeah. studios and they were horribly mistreated and yeah. thank goodness for unions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Granted, I mean, not working literally. conditions are not always perfect <clears throat> no, there's nowadays. There's still things but, nowadays, but still at least at yeah. least there are some sort of protections for actors.
0: Yeah, like it's you can voice. You you have more of a voice nowadays than you did back then. Like,
1: yeah, you're still owned
0: yeah. by contract, but you can somewhat <laughs> be a human. Yeah, right? you also. I mean, and we have you representatives still, and yeah. and people to but report s-
1: to, mandatory reporters. Like,
0: but there's still reports every day of different things happening on yeah. uh, on set life. You don't. Yeah, I want to say you don't hear about it as much in like stage work, but it happens. There's still stuff. No,
1: it it happened. It just yeah. happened with um with Cleveland Playhouse oh did it It just happened there's a whole situation oh that we won't go into but yeah like things are happening left and right and so i guess if there's like a big thing to take away from this other than like mm. wow this is interesting always report things like this yes always please. no matter how big or how small you think it is or you mm. think it could be or whatever don't be afraid don't um don't worry that you will be retaliated against because yeah. retaliation is illegal Yep. Um, report it to your stage managers, report it to yep. your production managers, please. Whoever it is that is your person, go mm. to them. And if it's mm. them, if they're the problem, go to the person above them. Yeah, um, go around, never that never doesn't matter. stay quiet.
0: Yeah, you have to say something, otherwise, nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, I, it, I think this is one of the more dark episodes that we've recorded, but it literally yeah. is the subject. But I agree with you in the takeaway of like, say something. Mm-hmm. Don't don't just take it because it, that shouldn't be tolerated. It still is, but it shouldn't be. And yeah. it's kind of sad to be like, we have we learned nothing? Yeah. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. And a lot of the excuse uh, for this production in particular is people say, one, it was cursed. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people two, think that. Different. Um, yeah, different. Uh, <laughs> but two, a lot of this was brand new technology. They had mm-hmm. never done this before. Mm-hmm. And it was untested. They had yep. never tried these things. This was, th- yes, it was cutting edge, but it was cutting that edge a little too fine. They, they weren't testing yeah. it adequately before throwing performers into it because, oh, these performers are on contract; they're forced to be here. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were expected to be put in these dangerous positions. Mm. Um, and so, thankfully, now there's there's protections in place of what you can do on set, and yeah. OSHA exists, and yes. and unions exist, and mm. and so there's a lot more. Uh, protections for performers nowadays, Absolutely. but again, things still happen. So yeah. if you see something, say something. Yes, um, please.
0: Yeah, i fully believe always On that. Well, that sort of a dark note, note yeah, but no. <laughs> uh, there are
1: so many more rabbit holes. Some are lighter yes, than others. Some um, are. There's also lots of rumors out there and, and false stories about this. uh yes. So be wary when you when you look. But um, yes. we're putting all of our sources in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a this was a request from a listener to do yes. this sort of Wizard of Oz deep dive yes it um, was so if you have anything else uh, you want us to look into we're listening let us know so let us know
0: we're, we're yeah. always down for something but DM even, us even the dark stuff we're like okay I'm gonna go sit yeah. in the sunshine now yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and it wound up in a cool discussion about the industry and how the yeah. industry's changed and protecting. but also and, like and all that stuff
0: We we both fully believe in saying something like Mm -hmm. so if if you if you hear nothing else say something we believe in you you'll find people that believe with you enough to say something you are more than a pawn in in the entertainment industry and you can
1: be it's it's very easy to be made to feel that way that you're just a replaceable (laughs) pawn um but you're not you're worth you're worth so much more than that yep you're human and you deserve to be treated well um yeah and you're a good bean Speaking of being treated well, yes. Let's talk about treating yourself with some good coffee. Yes, which Today was the black press. Black press. Uh, their Ethiopia Guji single mm-hmm. origin coffee. Lovely. Uh, what do you think?
0: I really liked it. Um, what are the, are any of the notes on the bag by chance? Because I yeah, I, it's.
1: Floral, fruity, sweet, chocolate aftertaste.
0: Okay, I got a, I got a nutty taste from, a, really? from the initial from the initial sip. I got some kind of nut flavor, um, but it was really good. I like the floral for whatever. It was reason. It's really floral. It's, it's like a, yeah. it's like a, a pungent taste. Yeah, but it's still good. It's not like a. It's little, really bright. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good word. Yes, I would say it's very bright. Um, I'm learning. It, <laughs> you're learning. It's coming to you now. <laughs> um, it's. It was robust in the aftertaste, which I've mm-hmm. I've learned to sort of lean into. If that makes any sense, I'm trying I'm trying yeah. not to do the initial. Okay, that's the taste. No, you have to you have to let it sit for mm-hmm. a second. Is what I'm learning. Um, but yeah, I really really liked it. Um, they're they're doing good things over at Blackbice. So
1: yeah, check them out. If you live check in them. Middle Tennessee, take a trip. Take a day yeah. trip. Do Go it. to Nashville. And yes, please. The, Hendersonville, Gallatin area that these coffee shops are in is like 15 20 minutes from Nashville. So take exactly. a trip to Nashville yes, if you please. don't live anywhere near there. Order it online. Order it. We'll put a link in the, the description. Day
0: and age, but do it in the right way. So, yeah, <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, this was fun, <laughs> and by fun yeah, I mean this was scarring. Um, no, just yeah, <laughs> just a slightly
1: different kind of episode, but yeah, it was still fun. I like it.
0: So yeah, um, I will send us off in the best way that I can. We believe in you all. You're all wonderful humans. Be good beans and drink good beans. Thank you so much for listening, everybody.
1: Have a we great love day. Love you all.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. The artist's blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's Infamous Adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.